2: Welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Thursday, December 8th. I'm your host, Doug Reed. You can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed three, four. This is Sports Ethos presentation. If you haven't checked this out already, head to sportsethos.com to see our long list of information, free information, subscription-based information, podcast, every sport, fantasy, wagering. Uh, we've got it all as Sports Ethos has rapidly expanded in the last year or so. I'm part of the wagering group. And you can, like I said, find me on Twitter, send me a DM, thoughts, comments, any feedback, always appreciated. And if you don't mind going to your podcast provider, a review, positive, hopefully, and a five-star review would be a great way to get my show uh, seen or heard by more people and would be appreciated. Uh, before we get started, I do want to talk about a partner we have here at Ethos, and that's Thrive Fantasy. Uh, if you haven't already... Check them out at um, T-H-R-I-V-E. That's the Thrive Fantasy. Basically, you prop up with Thrive each night uh, on the biggest game, on the biggest players and the biggest props each night. When you sign up, use the code Ethos, E-T-H-O-S, to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to $100, uh, plus two or four free game tickets. Basically, you pick the player props and the biggest names playing every night, score points when they hit, And the players with the most points at the end of the night win a share of the nightly prize. If you want more prop information, we have a uh, basketball DFS podcast hosted by Keith Cork. Does it every day. Fantastic. Uh, I love listening. Quick to the point. Gives out a ton of information. Uh, We've got lots of basketball, football, um, college basketball, uh, NFL podcasts. A lot of information. Uh, If you're into, into Thrive Fantasy, all check them out use us as a resource you can find more information at thrive.com com. so on to the board uh interesting night in sports um small slate obviously one game in the nfl three in the nba 11 in college basketball and five on the ice but lots of interesting games uh, uh, so let's start right away let's get into the nfl we've got the las vegas raiders in la sorry yeah, we've got the Los Angeles Raiders in L.A. Uh, to play the Rams. Now, the Rams are obviously struggling. Uh, down a quarterback, signed Baker Mayfield. He's not expected to play today. They're expected to start John Wolford. If he doesn't go, maybe Bryce Perkins. If Wolford doesn't go, I think Mayfield may get in the game. Uh, who knows? I don't think they have a lot of faith in Perkins. Um, and why not? You just sign him, so let's see what they got. Oh, should be interesting. The line sits at... Uh, the Raiders minus six and a half this open and they get about minus four uh, shot up to six and a half with some injury questions specifically Wolford and the total here is 42 which as you know in football is not necessarily a key number 41 and 43 are very key numbers in football wagering total numbers uh, betting sorry uh, but 42 is not necessarily a key number so at six and a half I'm actually on L.A. And here's why. Another Raiders have won three straight, and they're making their playoff push. They're still only five and seven. When I look through their schedule, so they, their last three games, they beat Denver in OT. Denver's crap. Let's let's be honest. They beat Seattle 40-34 in OT on a Josh Jacobs, what about an 80, 85-yard touchdown run uh, from scrimmage. So uh, lucky play there. Would they have won anyways? Maybe. Uh, but Seattle's stumbling. I mean, they were the darling of the league for a while. They, they're stumbling. I think they're coming back down to earth. And then last week they beat the Rams 27 20. So a decent win there. Two teams holding on to life for the uh holding on to a string by a string for their playoff hope. So a decent win there. But when I go back and look at their schedule, so they beat the Chargers, they lost to the Chargers. Uh, they beat Arizona. They lost Arizona. What am I doing here? They lost to the Chargers start. They lost Arizona in OT. Arizona's not doing well this year. They lost to Tennessee uh, in the third week this season. They've not been all that strong. They beat Denver. So they've beaten Denver twice. Denver is terrible. Uh, the Russell Wilson experience has been a gong show. They're a bad – they're one of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, then they go into Kansas City. They lose. They beat Houston. Well, Houston and Denver, I think are battling for the first, second overall pick, probably. Uh, then they lose to New Orleans, Jacksonville, and Indy. Not really impressive records there. New Orleans, Jacksonville, and Indy—they lost to. Uh, and then they go on their three-game winning streak: Denver, Seattle, and LA. So everybody's all been um, doing lately, and frankly, I'm not. I don't think they. I think they're a little bit of fool's gold. Everybody loves to back the Raiders, uh, and they're starting to win. But they've beaten like i said denver seattle and a decent win against the chargers so are they the better team sure probably tonight especially with uh, the rams and the season they've been having um and with their quarterback situation up in the air it's going to be awfully tough uh for the rams to keep to win however i still don't think they are almost a touchdown worse than las vegas When I look at the Rams recently, they've lost what, two, four, six in a row, having a god-awful season. But look at the last six games they've lost. Last week at Seattle, at home versus Seattle. The week before at Kansas City. The week before at New Orleans. The week before versus Arizona. The week before at Tampa and versus San Fran. So Kansas City, New Orleans is a decent team. Not great. Uh, Arizona, Tampa's a good team. San Fran's a good team. You back it up, they beat Carolina. Uh, So that's Again, I'm not saying a whole lot. Lost to Dallas, lost to San Fran. they've lost to San Fran twice. Uh, they've split with Arizona. They lost to Buffalo earlier in the year. So they're having a tough season, but they've played Buffalo, San Fran twice, Dallas, Tampa, and New Orleans, and Kansas City. So they've played a lot tougher schedule. I'm not saying they're a better team. Um, and I know with with their co- with their quarterback controversy, really tough to back this team as a winner. Uh, I just think getting close to a touchdown is too much. Uh, if anything, I think the Raiders should be three and a half, four point favorites. So I'm going to be on the Rams tonight at plus six and a half. Going to take a quick break uh, before we hit the short slate in the NBA. Uh, and we'll come back after that and wrap up, or not wrap up, but get to the rest of the games. All right, into the association. We've got three games tonight. The Clippers travel down to Miami on back-to-back road games uh, to face the Heat. Uh, just pulling up the, there we go, pulling up the injury list. Uh, the Clip, uh, the Heat come in six-point favorites. Two twelve and a half is the total on the game for the Clippers. We have what we expect. Quite. Kawhi is out. He he played yesterday with Paul George. Paul George is not on the injury report, so he is listed as playing, so that's a good thing. But Kawhi is out. Terrence Mann is out. Norm Powell remains out. For Miami, they have Jimmy Butler questionable. Last I heard he's expected to play, So he, but he's questionable. Uh, Tyler Hero probable. Kyle Lowry is out for rest. That just came down recently. Uh, Oladipo, who just made a season debut, what, last week is probable. Duncan Robinson probable. Max Strus is probable. Gabe Vincent is out. So I think the Heat win this game. Uh, I'm not sure I can lay six points. With Lowry out, uh, Butler coming back, questionable. And the other guy's questionable. Or says available, but you never know. Um, I like the Heat to win, especially with Kawhi out. Uh, but, the, but the Clippers have enough veteran presence, I think, to keep this game close. And If PG plays, which he's expected to do, I think he can keep it close as well. Uh, so I'm not on this game. I would lean the Heat, but not laying six points. Next game is 8:40 in the East. We have kind of a total ball battle: Houston versus San Antonio. I see the Rockets currently as minus one total here, two thirty. Uh, this started. I think this opened last night with um, San Antonio as two point favorites. Then it flipped to Houston's two points and back San Antonio. Settle down, uh, Houston at one point. And I'm actually on the Rockets here. Uh, just San Antonio is just so bad. Uh, they are one and sixteen in the last seventeen games. One and nine at home in their last. Um, they are short as well. When we look at the injury report for Houston, fairly healthy. Kevin Porter Jr. is questionable, and we slide to San Antonio. Uh, Bates the op is out. Romeo Langford and Doug McDermott probable, so likely to play. Josh Richardson probable yakup is out jeremy sohan is out and blake wesley is out and devin basil is listed doubtful but i've also heard that he's going to be out so uh, he's probably out as well uh, the rockets i know it's on the road but the rockets are bad houston is real bad and i think they are in tank mode completely and they're short-handed missing all those guys so i uh, sorry san antonio shorthanded. i'm on the rockets laying a point here on the road uh, over the spurs final game of the night is probably the- Best, I think it'll be the best game. The Nuggets against in uh, Portland play Trail bla- Blazers. Denver comes in one point favorite. Total here is two twenty seven. On the injury list, uh, Caldwell Pope is probable. Michael Porter Jr. out for Portland. Eubanks, Josh Hart, Josh Hart, and Keon Johnson are probable, and that is about it. So McCollum's back. I. Um, this game to stay away from me. If anything, I'd probably lean Portland catching the point. Uh, just Denver's a better team straight up, but on the road, not really sure who I would. Uh, uh, I, I want to back the Nuggets in this spot. So I would uh, stay away from me. The only game in the NBA I'm really on is the Houston game at minus one. Uh, we slide to stay on the hard court, but slide to the NCAA. Let me just pull up the board here. Not a big slate, just eight games. But I think there's some pretty interesting ones out here. Uh, we start in Duquesne at 7 p.m. Duquesne is out two and a half point favorite. This came uh, 151 and a half as a total. This came out at about one last night. And I was tempted. I didn't jump on it. Probably should have. Uh, two and a half is too much for me. I think Duquesne wins. Marshall has the ability to win. They're a decent team for sure. And this total, I, I would put around 150 or so. So 151 and a half to stay away from me. I lean Duquesne two and a half. You know, you're still getting a, a, a one possession game. If you have to be on this game, I'd lean Duquesne. But at one or two, I would take them at two and a half to stay away. Seven in the East, Rutgers travels to Ohio State. And Ohio State, six-point favorites, 230, or 136 and a half. I actually got this last night at Ohio State, minus five and a half. So I would even take them at minus six. And the fact of the matter is, I just think Rutgers – well, Rutgers is, is a different team away from home or what they call it. It used to be the rack, the Rutgers Athletic Center. And last year is a Jersey Mike's arena, I think they've changed it again. Regardless, um, th- at home, they come in, Rutgers comes in 6-2, and all against D1 schools, 6-0 and at home, 0-2 away from home. They lost to Temple, 72-66 in a neutral site, and they lost to Miami, 68-61 uh, at Miami. And Ohio State is better than both of those teams, I think, uh, currently, at least this so far this year they are. Um, they're also call, Rutgers also coming off 63-48 win over Indiana, who came in at ranked number 10 earlier this week or uh, no, last Saturday. So they're coming in off a big win. I think people are thinking they're better than they are. Uh, they're a decent team for sure. I just don't think they're on Ohio State's level. You know, Rutgers comes in with an effective field goal rate of 46.8, which is about 291st in the country. Uh, and Ohio State's defense is 25th best uh, against field goals in the country. 33rd best against three points, 47th best against two-point field goals. And versus pure shooting for Rutgers, they're 258th in the country. They're only hitting 31.2% of their threes. And they're hitting 46.7% of their twos, 275th. So their shooting has not been that strong, and Ohio State's defense is. Flip the coin, Rutgers does throw out some good defensive numbers. Right now they are sixth in the country in adjusted efficiency on defense at Ken Palm. Uh, but you're going against, you know, Ohio State offense that is third in the country. So so Ohio State's scoring. They're playing better defense. Rutgers is having a tough time putting the ball in the basket, but they're playing good defense. So they're hanging their hat on defense, and it's a lot different when they're at home. So I'm on Ohio State. Like I said, I got them at minus 5.5 minus five and a half yesterday. At 6, I would take it. If it goes above 6, I would stay away. 8 o'clock in the East, we see the Battle of Ohio. Ohio State heads into uh, sorry, Ohio State. Iowa State heads into Iowa to play the Hawkeyes. We have the home Hawkeyes at minus three and a half. Total here is one thirty-seven. I actually got on this early. Uh, I'm quite happy about this closing line value. Uh, it's not closed yet, but hopefully will close around this. I actually got Iowa State plus six. So plus three and a half. This to stay away. I thought I would I would I would be on it. Anything to plus four. At minus three and a half, I'm probably leaning Iowa. Uh, Like I said, I grabbed Iowa State plus six. Uh, I think straight up on a neutral court, it's a pretty even game. Iowa definitely has a home court advantage. And the total of 137, I'd probably go over. Uh, I'm not on the over, but Iowa tends to score and score a lot when they're playing at Carver-Hawkeye Arena, their home court. Uh, So I'd probably lean to the over. The only thing is Iowa State's defense is really strong, and that's why I like them. when it was plus, plus six, as I said. When I look at the numbers here, uh, Iowa's offense is six in the country, but Iowa State's defense is 13th as far as adjusted efficiency at Ken Palm. So you're getting a good offense, especially at home, against a very strong defense. Um, looking down, yeah, I, 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 I'm i kind of torn. Like I, I even considered the money line. The money line is now down to Iowa State at plus 150, so that's not playable for me. But when it was north to two plus two hundred, probably wasn't a bad play. I think Iowa's well the better team tonight on a neutral court is probably fairly even. You know, you usually give three points. Well, they're getting, catching three and a half tonight. Uh, their home their home court is probably more than a three point uh, advantage. So at three and a half, it's probably stay away, lean to Iowa. If it gets to four or four and a half, I would go back to Iowa, uh, Iowa State. Next game in Colorado, another interstate battle. We have the Rams of Colorado State in Colorado to play the Buffaloes. Buffalo's four and a half point favorite total here is 143. Uh, I was kind of leaning towards Colorado State uh, just at that number, but it's a little short for me. If it were five and a half, six, I'd be on Colorado State. At four and a half, I lean towards Buffalo. Not going to play the game. Should be a good game though. I think uh, these are two interesting teams. I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do the rest of the way. Second last game. Another Big Ten battle. Michigan is on the road in Minnesota. Now, uh, if you've followed my show for the last couple years, you know Minnesota is tough at home, but I think Minnesota is off this year. Um, So laying four and a half, Michigan in town, laying four and a half. Total here, 135 and a half. If anything, I would go with the Wolverines, who unfortunately are down their starting point guard. Looks like he could be up for the season, so that's a huge, huge loss for them. Uh, But when I look at Minnesota at home, 3-0 Three 0 this year, although who have they played, Western Michigan, St. Francis of New York, and Central Michigan. So they haven't really played anybody. Uh they did sorry, they did lose to DePaul, sixty-nine fifty-three back in November. So that's not a good look. Losing that home by sixteen to DePaul team. It's nowhere near Michigan's Michigan's class. On the road, uh they are what, one and four. However, the recent loss to UNLV, Virginia Tech, and Purdue are nothing to be ashamed of. All the good teams. I just like Minnesota, I just like Michigan. I think they're a better team. They're laying Four or less, uh, I'd be on it at four and a half to probably stay away from me. Lean Michigan, but not gonna be on it. Next game of the night sees the Tommies of St. Thomas, Minnesota, traveling to Montana State. And you can get them on you can get Montana State minus seven and a half at home. Total here is one forty-two. If anything, I would lean to St. Thomas. These guys are second years D1 school, have uh, had an interesting run, did a lot better than anybody thought last year, and came out of the gates fairly hot this year. They're actually the 11th best three-point shooting team in the country, hitting 40.9, so just under 41% from two points. So inside the arc, they're, they're hitting 55%. It's 42nd best team. So the problem is not on the offensive side, it's the defensive side. Uh, they are the 345th-ranked school on defense in adjusted efficiency at Ken Palm. Uh, to put that in perspective, Montana State is about mid-pack at 185 so there are what 368 D1 schools, and St. Thomas is 345th as far as defense. Not a good look. Um, so there, at 142 and a half, I, I don't, I can't really play this. It's always tough going into Montana. You're playing any school in Montana because of the elevation it could be a challenge. Uh, but I don't think St. Thomas should be seven and a half point. I would give them four and a half, five point It's probably about right. So if anything, I would lean to the over. I'm just not sure that they're consistent enough. I'm not sure who they are, so to speak, uh, or what they've been doing. So I like the Tommies at plus seven and a half, but it's just a lean for me. Um, so I am on Duquesne, if you can get them at minus two or better. Uh, I'm on Ohio State at minus five and a half. I'd still play it up to minus six. Um, oh, one game I missed. Where did that game go? Oh, that's on the extra board. You know what? UMass Lowell versus UMass. Um I am on this game. So this is at minus three. I got this yesterday at UMass. So UMass Lowell is at UMass. Uh, UMass comes in minus three, 144 and a half total. I got this yesterday UMass at minus two. I still take it to UMass minus three. Uh, uh, one possession game. Lowell uh, has played well, and I think that they will make this a game for sure. And I think the number's right, you know, kind of low 70s for both teams. Uh, I just think Frank Martin and his team, they came off a loss last game and no doubt that did not sit well with him so he's probably going to get them rallying um sorry not a loss last game they beat albany last game what am i talking about uh they come in seven and one um had a bit of a scare in that game though i think it was a lot closer than it probably should have been maybe that's what i was thinking regardless they come in at seven and one i think they're playing well i think they should be able to beat umass lowell (coughs) excuse me and i think laying the one possession is fine i liked it a whole lot more at minus two if it gets above minus three, absolute stay away. Uh, the last game that is Jacksonville State at Utah. I missed that one too. I apologize. That was on the extra boards in the uh, the app that I'm looking at. Uh, Jacksonville State's 15 and a half point underdog. Total here is 134. I actually lean Jacksonville State. I like Utah. I like them to win fairly easy, but 15 and a half, I'd put them maybe 12, 13 point favorites. So, not touching this one, but if I had to, I would lean to Jacksonville State plus 15 and a half. So, as I was saying earlier, uh, I'm on Duquesne if you can get them at minus two or better. I'm on Ohio State at minus five and a half. You can get minus six or better. Uh, UMass I'm on at minus two, mm, leaning maybe minus three. I would wait till game time see if you can get that to come back down a little. Then Iowa State I'm at plus six. It is what plus three and a half now. That's a stay away from me at that number. If it gets to four and a half, or, let's say or above, I get back on Iowa State, uh, but not at three and a half. On the ice. We have five games, some interesting games here as well. The LA Kings are in Toronto to play the Leafs at 7:07 in the East. The Leafs come in minus 175 in the money line. You can get throughout Kings plus 155. Total here is six. Uh, I'm on the I, I would be on the Leafs, but not at minus 175. The puck line at minus one and a half goals plus 140. The Leafs can score although they can allow a lot of goals, too. If anything, I'd be on the over. It's juiced to minus 110 on both sides. A total of six. I'd be on the over six. See the Leafs scoring four or five goals, and the Kings get two or three. That thing sails over. Next game is in Tampa, 707 in the East. National Predators are in town. The home Lightning, minus 175. The road Preds, plus 155. Total here is six. Juiced to the over at minus 125. Again, kind of like the Leafs. I like the Lightning game. Uh, but not laying seven I like the lightning play, but not laying 175. There's been too many upsets in the NHL recently, which is the challenge in betting uh, NHL lines. You're betting money lines. Spread never really comes into play. You can obviously play the puck line in some games, but games like this, you're not going to do that. And laying 175, that's a big number to lay. I mean, I don't think you can lay. Um, I think you just got to lay one one unit flat and hope you win on that. 737 in the East. The Red Wings earned Florida to play the Florida Panthers. Panthers large home favorites at minus 200. Wings plus 170. Total here is six and a half. Uh, I would probably lean the under. I think uh, Florida can shut them down. I think they can keep this game close and low scoring. You can get them on the puck line at plus 130. The Panthers, that is. I wouldn't take that one. Um, games stay away from me. I would lean the pan- I lean the Panthers for sure, but uh, a little too Height or too too large a number there for me. 807 in the East. We're in St. Louis, where the Jets are in town. You can get the Jets on the road as the favorite minus 125. The Blues, who finally snapped their I think it was an eight you know, their losing streak. I apologize if forget, but they would lost a number of games in a row. You can get them at home plus 105. Total here is six. Just to the over at minus 115. Uh, I I lean the Jets and I lean over. Uh, the Jets have Connor Hellebuck in net, and he has been playing really well and St. Louis has been struggling with their goaltending. Billington has not lived up to expectations of the contract he got what two years ago now. And I know they've broken their losing streak, but they have the ability to give up a lot of goals. So the Jets go out and get four or five on the road. They can I think they can against St. Louis. Uh, and can the Blues get two or three. Sure, they can. still make up that difference. I would lean the Jets on the money line, and I would lean, but more so I'd lean the number over the total over over six. It's minus 115, but I still like the over there. Last game of the night in Dallas, as the Senators in town to play the Stars. Stars are minus 200. Total here is 6.5. Choose to the over at minus 125. You can get the home Stars plus 130 on the puck line. But I think here's a game I might look to the puck line at plus 130. Uh, Dallas is a better team. I know Ottawa's been playing uh, a little bit better lately. Uh, but I think at home, uh, the stars are, t- stars are tough to beat. Better team. And, like I've said a few times on the show, maybe the game's close at pull their goalie, Sens pull their goalie, whether they're down one or if they're down two late in the third with three or four minutes left to pull their goalie. If the stars can pop in an empty net or they get to plus two or plus, or they win by two or three, they cover that puck line. So, nothing I really like that strong in the NHL. I mean, I lean the Leafs, I lean Tampa Bay, lean, lean Florida, all the big favorites. Uh, I like Winnipeg. And I like the total there over. That's probably the play I like the most the Winnipeg at St. Louis over six. And perhaps if you feel a little gutsy, then the Knights uh, go with the stars on the puck line at plus 130. So they have to win that game by two goals. So I hope you enjoyed the show uh, and hope my LA Rams pull out what everybody is not expecting tonight. A lot of money and all the bets seem to be on Las Vegas, but I just don't. I, I, I think they're a bit of fool's gold. So. Uh, And their their recent three-game win streak does not make them a Super Bowl contender to me. And, yes, the Rams are struggling, but I like them to cover that six-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, In the NBA, I'm only on Houston minus one-and-a-half. I'm on the four games in college basketball and a few leans in the NHL, but nothing really concrete. So, hopefully enjoyed the show. Hopefully, you got some thoughts and hopefully make some money. And we'll chat with you tomorrow.